Welcome to the Church Basement Podcast. Today's topic is our season of creation tide. Grab a cup of coffee or tea, strap on your running shoes, pick up those knitting needles, and join us. Let us introduce ourselves. I am Pastor Amanda Zenzelo, and it's my honor to serve as the pastor at Central Lutheran Church in Northeast Portland, Oregon. And I'm Don Miller, a member here at Central and the producer of the podcast. Okay, for those of us who did not grow up Lutheran, what is creation tide? Oh, it doesn't matter if you've grown up Lutheran, you may never have heard of this. Really? Really. Oh, it's that specific to this it, church? Yep. No way. Yep. There are some other denominations, congregations who do this, but this is a very specific Central Lutheran Church thing. Oh, wow. So when did it start? I think that this is our ninth annual Creation Tide Okay. here at Central. It's getting close to the 10-year. I don't think it's the 10-year yet. It's like eight or nine years this year. Okay. Why did it start? Well, we have a group here at Central Lutheran that is called Care for Creation. Okay. And it's one of our committees, one of our ministries that has been sanctioned to do the work of talking about climate justice. Okay. Now, historically, that might have been the conversation around climate change and that kind of piece. Terminology is changing very quickly in this area. And so climate justice or eco-justice are the terms that are currently being used. Because we've come to understand that as climate change continues, those who stand to pay the highest price are, of course, those who always pay the highest price, aren't they? Uh. The people who always have a hard time with these kinds of situations, of course, are those with less economic resources, those who have less money, who have property that is more on the edges. So perhaps they're living in floodplains because sure. that's where the cheaper land is. Sure. Perhaps they are living in the desert area because that's cheaper land. A trailer home. A trailer home. All of those pieces come to play in when climate change happens. And we've seen some results of climate change with Hurricane Harvey. Uh-huh. Those who are going to lose the most are those who have the least. And so it becomes an economic justice issue. And not just within the United States, but globally. Sure. Climate change is not something that just is happening within the United States. This is happening on a global level. And so the developing countries stand to pay the highest prices. Oh, sure. And therefore, that's why the movement has gone from being a climate change movement to being a climate justice movement. Okay. And the intersectionality with other justice issues is becoming more and more obvious as we move along the way. And so our Care for Creation group is a group of members of our congregation who care very much about climate justice and about the very real effect that climate change is having on our world. And they come at it from a spiritual basis, from the call that God has given us to be stewards of this earth and has gifted us this planet. And it's ours to take care of and to steward and to maintain and to love tenderly and gently. And that we have not done that well. Mm -hmm. And it is our call then to bring attention to the fact that there are ways in which we impact this world that are not helpful and ways that we can repent of that action and turn around and make new choices. And so we spend an entire month, four weeks, on Creation Tide each year. So basically what you're saying is they saw the problem, they saw the need for something, and they just made up the season 
There are other folks in other denominations that have also done this. Okay. And so creation tide is something, if you Google it, you'll find different liturgies for it, different prayers for it. Okay. So like a focus on creation care Okay. is what creation tide is about. And they chose as a group to request that this be a four-week celebration, a, a four-week event uh-huh. in our congregation. And they have done the organizing and the planning and the working ahead and the grabbing the educational hour dates way in advance every year so that they can create this opportunity for us to delve into ways in which our faith impacts how we choose to affect our creation. So is this just a before and after the service thing or is this affect the service itself? It also affects the service. Okay. Not as directly as it has in the past. So at the beginning, when they started this, I think they had more within the worship service that they kind of interwove it a little more into the worship. Since I've been here, I've requested that we stick to the regular lectionary readings, that we stay on course with the heartbeat of the church across the country and around the world, having the same readings. But I will absolutely keep my eyes, ears, and spirit open for specifically speaking to concepts around creation care during those four weeks during the service. Our prayers will focus heavily on creation care in those four weeks. Our hymns will often be hymns that celebrate the earth and all of God's creation. We have one Sunday in particular that's pretty obvious to see how we invite creation in because we invite our pets to come into worship with us. The Blessing of the Animals is another podcast that you can go back and listen to if you're wondering what we're talking about. That's right. And that comes up the first Sunday in October every year. So let's be clear then. The season of Creation Tide, what we're really talking about are events that are happening during the learning hours, right? Or maybe activities after church. Right. So what becomes an obvious part of Creation Tide is that our four educational hours before those Sundays are all focused on topics around creation care. Okay. So this year... We start on September 17th. Okay. That will be our first Sunday of Creation Tide. It's also going to be kind of our rally Sunday. We'll welcome our new director of music ministries and the choir will kick back and Sunday school will start up with Miss Joellen and we will have our first educational hour for Creation Tide, which is going to be a conversation about what is happening at the national level and at the Senate level for conversations around a movement called 100 by 50, which is the goal that we could be at 100% renewable energies by 2050. Oh, nice. And we'll have conversation about that. And we'll even be showing our council has worked together to make a commitment, a three-year plan of how this congregation is making concrete steps towards being renewable energy by 2050. Well, that makes sense. Right? You walk to walk, you talk to talk. That's right. So we are one of the first congregations in the U.S. to have this official policy and an official plan to say, here's what we are actively doing to combat climate change in our congregation. So things like this summer, 
all of the lights in our sanctuary are going to be changed over to LEDs. Uh-huh. Now, that's an investment of several thousand dollars. Yes, it is. Because it's not just the light bulbs that are being replaced. It's some of the fixtures. Absolutely. And we need a cherry picker to get to our light fixtures. They are way up there, which is why, to a certain extent, it makes sense to do this because they are longer lasting bulbs. Right. But all of them are going to be done at once Boy. throughout the whole room. And so that's a big investment. Yeah. But we've also made the commitment. We've been changing out as any light fixture goes out in the building, it goes to LED. So our promise is that within three years, every light fixture within our building will be an LED fixture. Nice. And that's the kind of concrete commitment that congregations can make that make a real difference long term for our environment. Mm -hmm. And so that will be the first Sunday in Creation Tide. We will have other guest speakers who are with us who will be coming and talking to us about ballot measures, who will come and a professor from a local university will come and talk to us about his passion. And we're excited to have him back again. He's spoken many times here and he's brilliant. We'll have an art project. If you've ever come to our sanctuary, you've seen art projects on the wall. And those are all projects that have been done as part of our creation tide. And Intergenerational, everybody. Intergenerational. You all can come it's and so do fun. smart. It's so fun. And last year we did indigo dyeing. Yep. And the year before we did a collage. And it's some really awesome stuff. The banners that we hang up are banners that were made from a previous creation tide. They're the white on the bottom of the green are footprints of the congregation. Nice. So we do intergenerational interactive art, and we have a lot of fun. Excellent. Well, it makes sense to me, hearing about the activities and putting it all together, why we do it when we do it in this church. Do other churches who do this do it at the same time of year, or can it be at any point? I think it can be at any point. I think there are some congregations that do it closer to Earth Day. Oh, that makes sense, too. Right. You can do it then. You can have an event at that point in time. I think that it has worked here at this time because it's kind of the kickoff of our academic year, uh -huh. and we have a great group who really works hard to plan the educational hours for these. They start working as soon as Creation Tide is finished. Within two months, they're shooting around ideas as to which speakers they want to bring in for the next year. Sure. And it can be quite difficult to arrange for some of the speakers, and so it's a several-month process to bring it on. But it kicks off our academic year in a really strong and exciting way. Last question then. What is your favorite part of Creation Tide? I have to confess it's the blessing of the animals. <laughs> well, come on. It is kind of fun. <laughs> I just love getting to see everybody's pets each year. And there are a couple that I miss. We've had some dogs who have died since I've been Aww. here. And it was great getting to bless them and getting to see them. But we, we have some really awesome pets in our congregation. I think one of my favorite crazy memories, I had never done this before. I blessed a, I blessed a chicken my first <laughs> year here. come up with the Blessing of the Animals podcast. <laughs> it's still good. It's still good, right? There's just such a sweet chicken. I had no idea. So, yeah, I think the Blessing of the Animals is my favorite part of Creation Tide. Excellent. I wish that mine would behave better, that I could bring them with me, but... I can't bring them. They would want my attention a lot more than I can give. They get a personal blessing when you get home. That's right. But that means I don't get to show them off. Oh, well, bring in <laughs> pictures. That's right. I could do that. Wonderful. Well, thank you, Pastor Amanda, for taking the time to help us learn a little more about Creation Tide. I would encourage those of you in the area 
to please take a look at the website and see if there's anything you'd be interested in. You do not have to be a member to come to the education hours. And you don't even have to join us for worship afterwards. Not to even. Come. And there will be coffee. <laughs> I can guarantee you coffee. So if that is a deal breaker for you, because it's nine o'clock, that's when they start. Yep. Coffee will be provided. You don't have to go to Starbucks beforehand. <laughs> We hope to see you and would love to hear from you. Please be sure to check out our website for more information on Creation Tide this year and come and join us. Until we are back in your ears again, thank you for listening. And remember, God loves you no matter what.